Ragbag presents I Like the Sound, a celebration of the sound of things. I like the sound. I like the sound. I like the sound. That's a beautiful sound. That's a really beautiful sound. A celebration of the sound of things. That's a beautiful sound. That's a really beautiful sound. I like the sound of rhythm. I like the sound of randomness. I like the sound of rhythm. I like the sound of randomness. We are rhythm-making machines. We breathe in a rhythm. We have a rhythmic heartbeat. When we walk, there's a rhythm and a beat to it. We chew our food rhythmically. We do things in rhythmical motions all the time. We wash the windows of the car rhythmically. It's part of who we are. We make music and listen to music. And when we're not doing that, we're singing songs in our head. Even the words that are coming out of my mouth right now, there's a rhythm to them too. You could even say, If something doesn't have a rhythm to it, then it freaks us out a little bit. Like a random bodily noise, a hiccup, or someone shouting in their sleep. A single noise on its own is somehow against the natural order of things. I read out this week's opening monologue to our recurring guest, Reg Seaton, to get his take on all of this. Here's what he said. I like the cadence of that. There's a certain poetry in that cadence that uh, that sounds really that sounds really nice. And it sounds really puts me at ease. I like the flow and it there was a definite rhythm and flow to that. That was great. I, I think that singular noise would activate uh, that that moment of fight or flight. Yes. Yeah. Or just that one second of what is that? Whereas rhythm makes you feel safe. And uh, yeah, that, that's, what, that's why we like the sound of, of running water. Exactly. That safety feeling. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's fascinating um, because I really relate to the, like, when you were talking, I, I wasn't focused on the content of what you were saying. I was actually focused on the rhythm of what you were saying. And how it was making well that, that's that, that's very apt because i was talking about rhythm right and that's and it was interesting because i was i was less focused on the content and more on how it was making me feel and the use of the word rhythm with music and how it was all coming together that's what i was focused on it's probably something to bear in mind for um people like myself and yourself who work with audio and podcasting and things like that taking the, the, the tone of voice and the rhythm of the voice and all that sort of thing 
and thinking about the way that people respond to that. Well, you as a writer, uh, you would have an advantage in terms of how you wanted to deliver that information in a rhythmic, poetic kind of way, you know, as a storyteller. I think, I think that that's a huge advantage for you because you're actually aware of that. In, in evoking feelings, because you just evoked a certain feeling in me, I think that's, I th- you know, that's, <laughs> there's a definite advantage in there for, for people like you and I. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the compliment. Yeah, you're welcome. Now let's hear from Mike Burton. People don't like things that don't have a rhythm to them because it's almost like a signal that there's some kind of danger, even even when there's no danger. So the central heating makes like a clang in the middle of the night. You're immediately mm. like, burglar! <laughs> yes! Because, um, <laughs> because it's... Because it's a single knock, it's a, it's, a, it's like a one noise on its own. A hundred percent. I generally have done that. Like you know? um, here, we're not too bad. But in in um, when I was with my parents <laughs> from the age of oof, yeah. uh, six to like twenty, essentially. Um, so yeah. m- most of my sort of uh, uh, child and teen life, and it was quite an old house. It was like a hundred something years old. Um, but it, it was it was nice in there, but it, just certain bits. There was like a specific creaky floorboard, but everyone knew about the creaky floorboard. So you heard it. It wasn't a problem. But yeah, the, the heating, there was one or two radiators that, yeah, no no rival rhythm to them. Just at any time, if the heating was on, whether it was, or even if the heating had been on at all, middle of the night, you could just be like, go going to bed or something. And it is just that loud thing. It does freak you out. Exactly. is the, the burglar thing. And it was even like I said, you know, if I try and go to sleep, there's a constant noise or even a noise that's, predictably regular it's fine like a tap Mm. dripping occasionally as long as it's not too occasionally you can kind of deal with it in 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 some ways and it is that i I think it is connected to the flight the fight or flight response sort of thing it is that because if if you're living in like a tribe as an example you got a fire crackling in the middle you've got tens if not hundreds of people around you the the buzz of people is the atmosphere you know you go to restaurants and stuff there's this atmosphere as soon as someone drops a glass everyone stops because that isn't Mm. it's unusual it comes out of nowhere and i think it is that sort of the rhythm of it and that like everything kind of connects in a lot of ways like the way you feel comfortable in places whether or not they've got music playing is atmosphere and that is basically if people are making noises with their mouths at each other in the right rhythm and in the right sound as well which would link into that because you know, if someone's being ridiculously loud and someone's being ridiculously quiet, that the rhythm of that can get sort of muddy. So I, I'd agree with that. That's a very interesting point. I mean, the, the other thing that, I, that occurred to me on, on that subject was that the best way to get somebody's attention is just to make like one quick sound. Just go, oi! <laughs> uh, that everyone turns around. If you just do that, you don't have to say it loud. It's just the fact that it's the fact that it's just one sound on its own and not said, excuse me, please, can I have your attention? No one will turn around to that because mm-hmm. that, that's, they haven't registered that as, you know, but if you go, Oi! it's just everyone. That's a good point. As, as another good one, it's also like it, that kind of links into some degree uh, with the, as you say, with the rhythmic thing of if there's ever a time where I'm in a group setting at, I mean, I haven't been to parties, especially due to lockdown in a long time. Um, but like if you're in a group of, say, 
12 of 12 or plus of you and then you're inside or whatever and you just want to people are saying something and you just want to quietly say something to someone without everyone else noticing and because you have that moment of silence and they do and then there's that sort of oh someone is now not talking suddenly which interrupts the rhythm again uh so i just kind of thought that kind of uh, does connect into it to some degree as well but yeah i mean how many times we'll be walking down the street and you just hear a sudden vocalization of noise or oi and you're like someone wants me no they don't okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um i used to have this friend at university who did the most annoying thing um was was when 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 people were having a bit of a discussion or a debate or whatever it was and he wanted to get his point across he'd um he'd just suddenly go oh (laughs) that would kill me But um, it was quite funny, though, the way that he did because he, he did it in all seriousness and um, everyone sort of uh, you could see it, the, the look on everyone's face was just we are not two years old. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> That's amazing. But the thing is, that did work, though, that that as soon as you do that, if you're in a, in a group of people and one of you goes, Shh, everyone just stops talking. Yeah, it's an, you normally get. It's, it's an effective. It's an effective means of shutting everybody up. It is. It is you normally get the sort of five seconds where everyone's silent, and then someone goes, "Wait, what are we quiet? Why is everyone quiet?" Like everyone just <laughs> immediately drops to being quiet before realizing. Even if if everyone just does suddenly go silent, is is like once again it's linking back with your rhythm theory. Is if you are in, if you're just in a, in a room in a restaurant and everyone just suddenly stopped talking, you're having a conversation, but everyone stops talking. Suddenly something feels wrong. You notice that thing it is i can see how you've gone down so many rabbit holes of this because sound is one of those as you used the word before ubiquitous it's just it's everywhere in every way mm. all the time and it is it, it, all the sort of different rabbit holes you can kind of go down of of thought and theory of this it is very intriguing rhythm and randomness is of course a complicated subject and perhaps it would be impossible for me to take a proper deep dive into the complexities of these two contrasting concepts in the space of this short episode. Also, I'm not sure if I'm qualified to do so. If you'd like to investigate the complexities of rhythm and randomness yourself, a good place to start would be the work of the composer Karl Heinz Stockhausen. It's difficult to put Stockhausen's music into words, so let's hear some of it. In Stockhausen's own words, Since I started composing, I have always worked with series of tempos, even superimposed the music of different groups of musicians, of singers, instrumentalists, who play and sing in different tempos simultaneously, and then meet, every now and then, in the same tempo. Here's another quote of his that I like. 
Whenever we hear sounds, we are no longer the same. And this is more the case when we hear organized sounds. Music. Organized sounds, that's a great term. I like that. Don't necessarily trust everything Stockhausen says, by the way. He literally believed himself to be an extraterrestrial being, which, at the very least, is an interesting point of view. Let's return to this idea of random noises triggering a fight-or-flight response. Let's consider it from the perspective of a creature that can literally fly away when threatened. Here's Susie from the Casual Birder podcast. One thing I've noticed with the rook is that it's very, very sensitive to noise. So if someone shuts a car door, if um, someone is doing some... Sorry, I'll just... I was just checking that wasn't the rook that just turned up then. Uh, but if someone's cut, shutting a car door, someone's got um, dropped a, something in the garden. So I was watching it the other day and someone was doing some DIY in one of the gardens a few gardens over. So nothing of a threat to the bird at all. But they dropped something metal. And as soon as that drop happened, it was, you know, on the verge of flying away. And I realised that, of course, farmers use uh, scarers to scare birds away. And... Mm. Absolutely, that works because, well, for, definitely for corvids and probably for pigeons as well. One of the downsides I noticed during lockdown was everyone was doing a Thursday night support for the NHS. So all, all sort of standing on their doorsteps, uh, clapping to say thank you to the people that were still, uh, you know, working through the pandemic. And mm. people started to up their game and, and do things like clatter tins and cans and things or, or saucepans and then a few other excited people started letting off fireworks and it was around roosting time each Thursday night that this was happening when it first started because it was still early in the year and so it was still getting dark quite early and it would set off they would they would do it and I, suddenly you would see clouds and clouds of wood pigeons flying in the air that had all been disturbed from their roosts and I, I found it quite disturbing because as it went on through into April, we knew that some of those birds had young in their nests and they were being forced to abandon their nests because of all this sudden clamoring of noise that was taken off and fireworks that were being let off. And, and so while I totally appreciated why people wanted to um, support and show support for you know, health workers, it was really having an adverse effect on on the natural world around them with birds that were nesting, trying to roost mm. and not feeling safe then for where they were. But again, it was because of the loud noise, you know, loud noise was loud, sharp noise. So while birds might live by roads, which might have loud noise from lorries and things, it's this sudden sharp noise that's actually disturbing them. So exactly what you were saying, you know, a sharp uh, clap or um, a shotgun sound, you know, anything that's going to sound like a threat that way. It's, uh, it was really, it was quite hard to watch, I have to say. I felt very much that, you know, we were disturbing the environment in ways that would potentially have worse effects on those people, on those birds' nests for that season. But, you know, what can you do? It was, it was, it came from a position of wanting to support 
um, the people that were working hard. So, um, but it was a, it, that was a hard thing to see. Let's hear from Reed Messerschmidt. So do you think the rhythm, I mean, obviously the internal bodily natural rhythms are always there, but do you think the rhythms are learned? It's interesting because if you see, uh, like if we walk in a rhythmical way, footsteps, generally speaking, you're walking along the street, you're doing it in a one, two, one, two, mm -hmm. one, two. Um, you know, but that's what animals do as well. You know, you see a cat walking along the street, it's doing the same thing. Yeah. So there's something innate about that, I think. Right. You don't really see like creatures just like hopping around randomly. No, you don't. And if you do, it's alarming. <laughs> so there's something right? wrong. There's something Rabbit, wrong. Right. I ask because I have a nine month old child son. Right. And he is not very rhythmic. Or he's maybe getting more rhythmic, but I think the sounds generally that a baby makes are are arrhythmic. It got to a point where that they start experimenting with, oh, I can do this now, and then then they're, they're just kind of like, la, 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 la. yeah, right. They, they just start start doing the ba uh, babbling, isn't it? That's what they call it. They start babbling, right. And when they get to that stage, I think it, it does become quite uh, more of a rhythm to it than yeah. there was before. Yeah. I mean, it feels like that rhythm develops over time. I mean, really quickly, but um, yeah. it does. It starts from arrhythmic and becomes rhythmic. <laughs> uh, yeah. But that, that, that could itself be a learned thing because that's the, all the baby is hearing is people talking. Right. The way that people talk. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and unless you're, spe you know, you, you're playing experimental jazz all day long. <laughs> that um, would be, you know, that would be you, <laughs> quite an experiment. Which would be an experiment in itself. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. All, all this baby is raised on is like, um, you know, late period Miles Davis and <laughs> David Lee Roth scatting through Van Halen songs. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's see, see, what, see what, happens what happens here. Yeah. See how it turns out. If I ever have another kid, we'll see. We'll see if I can get my wife to agree <laughs> to that. I don't. I don't think I will. Oh, yeah. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> They've become some kind of musical genius, a prodigy. You know. Yeah. You might, maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, or uh, I might uh, substitute uh, out David Lee Roth for somebody else. I don't know. I don't. I don't want. David Lee Roth to be 50% of the influence on my theoretical third child. Yeah. I don't think anyone does. <laughs> <laughs> I've just insulted him. I don't even know who the guy is. Oh, so, he was the first, yeah. uh, the original lead singer of Van Halen. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Writer of yeah. the greatest um, autobiography of all time. Crazy from the heat. Okay, yeah. Highly, so, re so. highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Oh, well, if it's the greatest autobiography of all time, I mean, I'll certainly check it out. It's bananas. The man can talk. <laughs> and he, he takes it upon himself to remind you that he knows Kung Fu every third or fourth page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So if that's something that you you find amusing, I recommend it. I think there's something to the baby thing though too. Like, you know, your own, you get used to your own baby's, you know, unique arrhythmicness. You know, like uh, you hear your own baby cry. It's not as irritating as hearing somebody else's baby cry. Or that's my experience anyway. Hearing somebody else's baby cry is just really annoying. Yeah. You're like, what is wrong? <laughs> what is wrong with this kid's parents? <laughs> but when it's your own, you're just like, yeah, he cries. He's a baby. I was with our youngest son. I. I don't know. I uh, It's probably just a change in me. I'm just a less patient human being maybe now. I don't know. I think I'm more patient in general, but maybe not. But for some reason, his, his crying at first, it just bugged me. I was just like, oh my gosh, this kid's crying. It's like, I was like, Kelly, is this it like a different, is this tonally different than Otis's crying was? It feels more grating somehow. <laughs> But I think it just was getting. I had just forgotten yeah. how how babies are. I think, probably. Well, I think probably with each successive child, you get more and more sleep deprived. Do you not? Yeah. So right. um, that that that's a factor. Yeah, that was probably a factor too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I don't uh, think he's like in, inherently more irritating than the other one. I, that's not. That's not what it is. Well, um, to be fair, I mean, some. I'm, I'm not saying that he is, but some. Different kids have different voices, and mm-hmm. you know some of them have just the really kind of shrill sort of, yeah. uh, you know. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a it's a it's a phase that we all go through. That's one way of getting through the early years of um of parenthood is just to think. Yeah, uh, I used to do this stuff once myself. Right, and the payoff is pretty good. Yeah, they uh, they they develop and grow and all that sort of uh, yeah. thing, which is uh, right. It's good. Glad nice. I wouldn't want to have a baby around forever. That would be a real bummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird for one thing. It would be really weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. At night, when you turn off all the lights, there's no place that you can hide. No, no, the rhythm is gonna get you. In bed, throw the covers on your head and pretend like you are dead. But I know it, the rhythm is gonna get you. 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 The rhythm is gonna get you. Tonight. No way. You can fight it every day. But no matter what you say, you know it. The rhythm is going to get you. No clue of what's happening to you. And before this night is through, oh baby, the rhythm is going to get you. 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 The rhythm is going to get you tonight. I Like the Sound was written, presented and produced by myself, Frank Burton. 
a complete list of source material can be found in the show notes. Many thanks to this week's guests, Reg Seaton from Starting Overdrive, Mike Burton from Genuine Chit Chat, Susie Buttress from The Casual Birder, and Reed Messerschmidt from The Irrationally Exuberant. Four great podcasters in their own right. Check them all out. My website is frankburton.co.uk. My new novel, Getting Away With It, is out now. The audiobook version is on Bandcamp, currently set to Name Your Price. You are going to love it. My website also features the video series The Ragbag Rambler, which I'm making some more of at the moment and I'm having a great time doing so. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Ragbag Presents. Please do share this show around, give us a rating and review. Get in touch. Let us know what you like the sound of. I will see you soon. <laughs>